Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Kbop Arama podcast. I'm your host, Gianonimin, and, and I'm joined today by Nicole and Lex. Once again, say hi, everybody. Say hi. Hi. And, well, they're actually joining me today because, well, this past week, I'm um, actually past these past two weeks because we uh, took a break last week. Um, we went through Crash Landing on You, which was obviously a huge K-drama hit in the past, I, in, so far this year. So we're just going to review that today. So before we get to that, of course, um, if you want to support this podcast, don't forget to follow our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all of your favorite podcast platforms. So yeah, go follow the podcast on there if you want. And we're also on social media if you want. And the links will be in the podcast description below. So I guess just to start off, this story, this K-drama is, admittedly, it's, I mean, I'll be honest, like, as much as I love this drama, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. I mean, um, <laughs> the premise of the story is basically a South Korean Harris who is test, testing one of her products, is so happened to be paragliding on a day where there is a tornado on the Korean Peninsula, and it spirals spirals her like away to north korea and she's stuck there which in of itself is a bit ridiculous but still it doesn't take away from the fact that this is just a such a fantastic story like uh what did you what were your like first impressions of this story overall guys like what did you guys think i mean of course that wouldn't really happen in real life so of course but it's a k-drama so anything can happen so it's okay (laughs) The fact that it was made into a drama was kind of interesting. Like, I guess they wanted to like um, make like a drama that differentiates like North Korea and South Korea, and the way they like use the story was kind of interesting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, I think the prem- the whole premise is unique in of itself, and I think, I think only countries like Korea would be able to pull it off because they're in the very un- unique and unfortunate situation where they're divided because of past conflicts and political ideals. So, you know, though that kind of situation kind of create, can create stories like this where two star-crossed lovers are unfortunately not able to, you know, share the love that they have for each other because of geopolitical reasons, which is, you know, very unfortunate. And, you know, I have to say, like, just as a story overall, um, I think this this whole K-drama is very well-balanced. Like, the main plot, as always, with uh, Seri and Ri Jong-hyuk was fantastic to follow and watch. It was great. Their chemistry is off the charts, which we'll get into yeah. later. But, you know, I have to say, like, all of the little subplots and all the little minor characters all kind of just help this drama become so... What's the word? Very full if you get what i mean it's very i don't know it felt the the whole experience made it a lot whole a more whole for me like i think like the second lead couple i think in gusong jung and sodan was very intriguing as well and arguably a bit more interesting than the main couple well (laughs) at least in my opinion anyway and then you had the ajimas in the north korean village they were wholesome and and the squad uh the squad is great uh cho chisu is Probably my favorite character ever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I think considering that this K-drama is talking 
about North Korea and portraying it in a very different way. Um, what did you guys think about like the portrayal of North Korea in this drama? Because, you know, this obviously, of course, North Korea is obviously not a very hospitable place due to very unfortunate circumstances. So, like, what did you guys think about all that? Like, what did you think of that perception? Um, it gave me like a new insight of like what North Korea is, because you know how like a lot of people like on the news or like on YouTube especially, like they have like this stereotype of what North Korea is. And so watching this drama, like it kind of like helped me to realize that there's more than just this one part of it. Mm, yeah, so, you know, like speaking on that, like uh, Lex, was there like any little like aspects about North Korean life that they showed in the drama that kind of surprised you? Because I know for me, like um, I think... It, there's a lot of like little things that kind of surprised me. I think the one that I kind of remember the most was when um, I think Seri wanted to have like a hot bath. So she basically did like a uh, improvised sauna inside the bathroom using like plastic coverings and whatnot. I thought that was really interesting. Like, was there anything that kind of stuck out to you, Lex? Yeah, I think a lot of their everyday life, it just was so normal to them. And it's interesting to see how from the perspective of someone who you know grew up differently in a rich family with like in a society where everything is sort of almost shown off as perfect and it's interesting to see her adapt to life where you know not everything is perfect and people have like they do what they have to to you know live and it's it's normal for them and i think it was really eye-opening to to see that because especially with like the tension there's like um higher tension between North Korea and South Korea and the fact that they can portray North Korea in such a positive light manner is really like very respectable coming from a perspective of someone not from there or knowing very little about their history together. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there was a very strong emphasis in this drama of trying to humanize North Korea. And not, like I think it does a really good job in not just humanizing the people of North Korea because you know, at the end of the day, like ordinary citizens of North Korea are pro are very much like you and I here in America or even in South Korea. So I really appreciate the fact that they just kind of put more emphasis on that instead. And I think, you know, like what uh, Nicole said before, like, I think for most of us, the perception of North Korea we usually get is when, whenever uh, they test a missile or whenever um, there's a potential flashpoint event where the Korean War can resume because, you know, the Korean War actually isn't technically over because of armistice reasons but you know i mean i think speaking on that actually um i really found like the dynamics between north korean culture and south korean culture to be particularly interesting because um you know as, as you said lex um their seri kind of had to go through like this reverse culture shock of this living in not really a different country because they're it's technically the same they're just divided but you yeah. know she has to experience all of these things that she would 
I think she would never have to think about because she is a Harris of a very successful company. So I don't think she would have to, you know, um, drink soju in the way that she does or like, you know, light clams on fire to eat as part of like a cookout and stuff. So that's very interesting itself. And I think in a way, I think uh, Sari's time in North Korea kind of changed her whole her whole character in a way because you know I, mean, I think like I think you could say that North Korea is obviously deprived of a lot of things but I think I don't think they're deprived of like companionship or like you know that kind of like friendship kind of thing because you know I think even though times are they, times are tough in that country I think they kind of compensate that by you know making sure they have each other's backs and making sure that they, you know, they take care of each other. And I think Sari was very moved by that because, you know, even when she returned back to South Korea, I think even though she kind of missed her life in South Korea, I think she kind of missed the human aspect that she experienced in North Korea. Like, what did you guys think about that? Because I think that's a very interesting plot point that I think the drama kind of, talked about here there are definitely a lot of parts that um showed you that they were just well both sides are one and the same but there's one side that's deprived of something and the other side is deprived of something else so it, mm. i guess what i'm trying to say to connect it to your point is like um north korea had the most had more like of a human compassionate aspect whereas South Korea like it seemed everything was so normalized in their society that they didn't it was missing that sort of human aspect of it where people appreciate mm. um like the luxuries that they had and they didn't think that you know people from the other side wouldn't you know like they appreciate it more mm. I think I only just realized this now. I think like the uh, Sari's family is a very interesting comparison because, I mean, let's be totally honest because by, I think by the end of the drama, I think Sari kind of considered Ri Jong Hyuk, obviously, of course, because she loves him and the squad to be kind of like her family in a way and compare them to her actual family in South Korea, where honestly, I kind of feel like they weren't really family members. They were kind of more of, business rivals if you go yeah. if you get what i mean because you know they kind of show this very classic chayball like family conflict over like who is going to take control of the company or who is going to get this money or who how much money are we going to make or whatever and like i feel like in all of that i feel like the like family like human connection is lost in seri's family and like you know i think that that kind of shows that dynamic a lot more as well. So, yeah. I mean, that also, like, plays on, like, you know, power dynamics as well. And, you know, you know, speaking on North Korea, actually, um, I actually did some research on, like, the uh, reaction to this drama. And obviously, of course, this drama was loved by a lot of people, but it did not come without some criticism, however. And there were some particular political parties, especially in South Korea, who criticized this drama for basically romanticizing North Korea. And 
I don't know. What did you guys think about that? Because for me, I feel like, you know, we kind of mentioned, touched upon this like a little bit earlier, but I don't really think it kind of romanticized North Korea in really in any way, really, because even, yes, even though they kind of showed the human side of North Korea, like kind of showed the more genuine and more, I guess, more like, I don't know how you call it, more like a, the simpler life that you could live in North Korea. Like, I don't really think like they would, it really romanticized it in any way because there's still the fact that they're still living in poverty. There's still the fact that they're, they have to deal with blackouts and whatnot. So I don't know. What did you guys think about that? Like, do you guys think it romanticized it? Because I don't think so. Mm, I don't think it does. I guess the, for some people who watch it, they could take it like a wrong way. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, uh, I mean, I think, um, like, I think, um, for example, like I, I, I did more research and basically like from what I've seen, like based on what the defectors have said about this drama, they say like um, the military is a little bit like uh, a bit, a bit, I guess you could say romanticized a little bit because at the end of the day, North Korea is still a police state and their military is known to be very rather ruthless towards their own people. And the fact that we kind of see the government, the military, I mean, especially through like the Rejoin Hulk squad to be kind of more, more or less kind of just very normal, wholesome people. I think that kind of shows a little bit of a difference there. But, you know, I, I think for, I think for a lot of us, even though like this drama shows this very different side of North Korea, I don't think it romanticizes it in any way because it it doesn't change the fact that North Korea is still like a very the very third world country. It's still a very it's a state where its people are under a oppressive leader and whatnot. So, you know, there's there's all of that as well. And you know, I think aside from that, were there any other aspects of the story that you guys wanted to talk about? Because, you know, is there any other aspects that you found interesting? Uh, for me, it would be how, like, they portrayed, like, escaping North Korea, like, very easily. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny because, like, all of the ways that failed, so, like, um, trying to get Sari smuggled onto a cargo ship. Yeah. That seems realistic to me. That failed. Uh, trying to sneak Sari on a sports team like trip towards like a different country that seems realistic as well that failed and i just find it a bit ironic that like the one thing that actually works is successful was just um yeah we're just gonna send the squad over to the dmz and then rejoin hawk is just gonna go to the uh <laughs> the uh how was it called the joint security area that's basically what that that area is called and like that was it that was so easy i like Really? Like, I was even surprised as well. Like, um, uh, Ri Jong-hyuk and Seri had kind of like this time to say goodbye to each other and then also the time to have such a romantic kiss. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, is anybody from the other side of the border watching them? Like, you know, like, you know, I don't know. But, you know, it, it is a drama at the end of the day, but whatever. But, you know, speaking on 
you know, of course, Rejoin Huck and Seri. Um, I think their, I mean, their respective actors' chemistry towards each other is absolutely ridiculous. It's so fun to watch. Like, I feel like the, uh, there's like so much like sexual tension between them the whole time. Like, even like from when they first met each other, it's just great to watch. And like, honestly, I feel like their chemistry could power North Korea if it could. So, yeah, like, I don't know, like, what did you think about the main romance for this drama? Because I think it was, I mean, it, it is the main point of this drama, but I think it's why it became such a worldwide hit. Like, what did you guys think? Um, for me, when I first watched it, um, and then when I found out that um, Jonghyuk had a, um, what is it called? A fiance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like sad, I was like, so what, what's gonna happen between Jonghyuk and Seri? Because I know they're the main characters, so I was like, I wonder like how that's gonna work out. But then, you know, we came to realize that um, they're um, what's it called? Um, marriage. Their arranged oh, marriage. They were. They were. Their marriage was like yeah. planned like years ago. So. so that kind of gave hope for their relationship in a way. So. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, actually, like, for the most part, like, this drama actually ended in a surprisingly happy manner because, you know, like, the pessimist in me or, like, the little, like, negative side of me kept thinking, like, oh, man, I hope, like, this doesn't, this drama doesn't end where, like, uh, Ri Jong-hyuk goes back to North Korea and, uh, I don't know, he gets killed by, like, one of his father's rivals or something. Because, to be fair, that almost did happen at the end. But, you know, I was kind of expecting something like that or, like, something where he can't meet Seri ever again outside of just messages. Like, imagine if, like, the ending ended where, like, um, you know how uh, Ri Jong-hyuk put in the scheduled messages on Seri's phone? And then, like, that was, like, his, like, absolute final goodbye to her. That was just through that. Like, imagine that as an ending. I think that'll just make everyone just ball out and cry <laughs> so hard. Season two. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, speaking on, like, a season two, like, I just feel like the story is so wrapped up to the point where I feel like having a season two doesn't really make any sense, if you yeah. get what I mean. Because, like, Ri Jong-hyuk and Seri's story, I mean, like, they kind of end where they can visit each other in Switzerland every year for two weeks. Now, I mean, that's not exactly stable for, like, a relationship that they would probably want, but it's still an ending that I think is satisfying to everyone. I think, you know, speaking on people that got screwed over, I think Sodan got absolutely screwed over by the end because the person that she loved the most... uh get shot (laughs) i'm like oh like i think they needed someone to die and unfortunately um bu chang song um was the one that had to pay the price i mean like i don't know like what do you guys think about their relationship overall because i think honestly it was the one that i kind of was more intrigued by I mean, don't get me wrong. I was intrigued by Ri Jong-hyuk and Seri as well, but like they're Sodan and uh Chung Sung's relationship is so it was so interesting because like they're like I think they kinda 
I mean, Soda didn't really like him at first, but then over time, they kind of grew to like each other. And I, I mean, like, what did you guys think? Oh, their story is so tragic. I mean, <laughs> I, ex- I expected them to get together towards, like, when they first met each other because their personalities just, it was so, like, perfect almost. And just the fact that, like, the, their characters developed so much and it was because they they grew to like each other. And I yeah. think if they hadn't met, then the story would have unraveled like, so much differently. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like, I didn't really like Son Jung's character at first because he kind of seemed like a sleazy douchebag, to be honest. I mean, which, to be honest, he kind of was. But then I think over time, like, especially, like, um, like, this encountering Seri in North Korea, I think he kind of grew to be more empathetic towards just people in general. I think that kind of shows in, like, how he goes to try to rescue Sodan. I think when he... I kind of realize this now. That remember how when he, like, left the airport to go rescue Sodan, he literally, like, ripped up his ticket with his his teeth? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it was a bit over the top, but I, I think I can understand the sentiment. Like, he... He grew to be so empathetic to like a lot of people, especially Sodan as well. And I really like his character growth as well. And like, you know, you know, speaking on like very heartbreaking stories, like outside of the romances, which were both very heartbreaking and very wholesome at the same time. I think in terms of like minor characters, we should talk about a Mon Book story. You know, the, the uh, person who uh, has to wiretap everybody. Oh, yeah. I think, I think, I mean, honestly, like, that, outside of just romantic heartbreak, I think his story is probably the most heartbreaking out of all of them, really. Because he, he carries the guilt of essentially just killing Jung-hyuk's brother before, Mm -hmm. because, you know, he was working as a wiretap, and he basically helped, um, uh, Ri Jong-Huk's rivals to just, you know, kill off the people that he grew to really love. I mean, like, you know, I think also in a way that it was kind of like criticism of like North Korean system as well, because, you know, surveillance is a very big aspect of that. And basically, Monbok was kind of just doing his job, his duty as for the country. So I don't know, like, was that honestly, like, probably like the saddest story of all of them? Because I think it was. He definitely had the biggest burden, and I think, I think a lot of people can identify or find a part of themselves relating to his character because there are always times where we know what we're doing is wrong, but like the outcome is what we're trying to get to, and like there's a lot of inner conflict that happens with him, but in the end, he's still a good guy, and he's trying, he's just trying to survive and like help his family. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think just like especially when um the squad and Mambok get to go to South Korea in order to rescue Jung Hyuk, like that just made the whole thing just so much sadder for me because you know aside from the fact that they were they were kind of they were kind of experiencing their own culture shock in visiting South Korea, like like you know like it grew pretty obvious to me like over time they really 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 enjoyed their time in South Korea. I mean, like, I mean, we can look at the fact that, like, um, a lot of the squad 
like um do you remember this in episode 12 when um they were trying to look for Ri Jong Hyuk but they were so like distracted by everything around them uh-huh. <laughs> and they were so close to finding them i mean like uh man it it was already one of the funniest moments like especially when um oh man i forgot what were wow, what were their names now shoot i don't have it but like um i think a couple of them were like playing in a pc bang and then they were playing uh-huh. games right and then uh, uh and then Rejong Hyuk so happened to be playing the same game as one of his squad members and like they were so like virtually pissed off at each other i just found it hilarious like that whole thing was hilarious i mean that mm-hmm. and the fact that Siri kind of just treated Rejong Hyuk as like a 8-year-old who got in trouble because he was playing on the computer for too long was kind of great as well so you know like for you guys do you guys have any um Yes, you guys have any favorite characters from the drama? Because I know, like, I kind of said mine was already um, was Ch- Ch- Pyo Chisu already because he's just so absurdly loyal. But like, you know, he uh, <laughs> he's willing to kind of um, suck up to his um, this loyalty, especially when he was in South Korea. But I don't know, like, what did you guys think about? I mean, what, like, what was your favorite characters anyway? Well, Pyo Chisu is also my favorite one, but other than him, I would have to say like the the Ajumas. That was oh uh, yes, yeah. Just because like they were like very welcoming of Sari and how they would like constantly um, visit her at her house and like ask her to join, like at a party or like for just lunch. And I thought like um, I don't know, like the connections that they had was really touching. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the fact that um, you know, at the very end, um, uh, the Ajimas managed to get their hands on uh, beauty products that Sari like made that was inspired by them. I think that was a very touching moment. That that kind of like um, represented their friendship as well. Because you know, at the end of the like by that at that point, like I don't think any of the Ajimas really cared that she was from the south, and you mm-hmm. know that. That, that's a big thing in of itself so like and it, that kind of represented that very very wholesome friendship that they had and they were pretty funny as well um yeah were there like any favorite moments from the drama that you guys had because i think for me um i, I already kind of mentioned one of them was when um the squad was trying to find john hyuk in south korea but um i think honestly like the uh the very end, like, you know, uh, when Seri and John Hook said goodbye to each other at the DMZ, that was, uh, I think, out of all of the goodbyes that they had, because they had a ton of goodbyes, um, I think that was probably the most emotional, I suppose, because, you know, I mean, I think the fact that Seri was also, you know, she was still recovering from the hospital, the fact that she still have the courage to go over to DMZ and said goodbye to her lover from the North is very, very touching for me. I mean, like, you know, there's, as I mentioned already, there's like a ton of goodbyes that have her, that Ri Jong Hyuk and Seri did to each other. Was there like any heartbreaking moments that you remember from them as like, as a couple? Uh, it was when, um, Seri was, um, Where's that other place that they went again? Where they met, like in the last episode. You mean Switzerland? Yeah, there, like when she was there alone. 
and he was watching um, this guy play a piano, but he thought it was Jung Hyuk. But oh, imagination that it was him, but it wasn't him in the end. I thought that was really sad because, like, you know, he wanted to see him again, he, although, like, he knew that that wasn't going to happen, or at least he thought it wasn't going to happen. So, mm-hmm. did you have any uh, particular heartbreaking moments that you remember, Lex? Or were you just crying at all of them? Yes. That's <laughs> oh, you were? <laughs> Every time someone, like, was sad or started crying, I would start tearing up. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> this is just... Yeah. Oh. I mean, like, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I think for the, at least for the last three episodes, I think, <laughs> I think they tried to make the audience cry as much as possible. Because there were so many moments where you could cry. Like um, when Sari got shot, where she almost died twice. She almost died twice. I still can't believe she actually survived. But, you know, I think that was for the sake of the story. But, you know, like the fact that that, that goodbye again. And also when uh, they finally reunite again in Switzerland. I mean, I imagine both of you probably bawled your eyes out by that time. But, you know, I mean... I think that kind of is testament to how well done the romance was done in this drama as well. And just how this, this whole story in general was just great. It was fun. It was, there were a lot of co- genuinely comedic moments that were just fantastic. And like, you know, I think for you, I mean, for you guys, like, do you think this will be a drama you'll probably remember for like a really, really long time? Yeah, definitely. Um- <laughs> You bring it up every time someone asks, you know, what drama should I watch? Because I think it's so unique. And, like, there's so many lovable characters and aspects of the film. I mean, the series. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think for anyone who, again, who wants to get into K-dramas, this is probably your best bet. But at the same time, as much as I would love to recommend this drama, which... You should, by the way, but I feel like at the same time, it might put your standards of K-dramas to such a high level because, you know, this drama is so, it raises the standard for me for how, like, dramas should be. Like, you know, it, it's just fantastic. And, like, it's, I know for me, it's probably, I shouldn't say it's drama of the year for me because the year isn't even over yet. But, like, there's still, like, other dramas that I still would consider for that but i mean it's definitely up there for me um you know is there any other final thoughts you have for this drama guys before we wrap up mm-hmm. it was a really good drama i really enjoyed it yep and if we get a season two i mean i think everyone would kind of lose their minds because they want to see their beloved characters back again but you know if the story ends like this i mean it's still fantastic and i think for a lot of you guys out there um you can always just rewatch the drama as well because i think i'll definitely be rewatching this drama again sometime in the future because it's it's just an experience there's a reason why i actually didn't mention this but uh, i actually um in order to complete the drama like i was originally going to just watch this drama in like four episode stints so like four episodes a day but like the mm-hmm. second half of this drama was so good that like I had I just had to watch like eight episodes straight and <laughs> the next thing I knew it was like five a.m. the next morning 
and like I kind of felt the regret of staying up that long for watching a K drama, but at the same time, I felt it was worth it because of the satisfaction that I got. So, you know, it's great. I mean, if you guys, if you listeners out there haven't figured it out already, it's a fantastic drama. If you haven't watched it already, I mean, if you gotten this far, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of genuinely surprised because we kind of spoiled the whole thing for you guys already, but you know, whatever. I mean, like if you haven't watched it already, go watch it. What are you doing? Just go watch it because it's fantastic. So, you know, on that note, that wraps up this week's episode of K-Poporama. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So until then, this is me, Nicole, and Lex from K-Poporama, and we are signing off. Take care and have a great day. Great day, guys. Peace. Bye. Bye.